Wouldn't it be great to have a podcast with a qualified host who can turn complicated tax content into easy to understand everyday examples? Well, finally, there is. Welcome to Talking Tax with Aiden Moran, covering everything taxation from individual to corporate, income tax, corporation tax, capital taxes, and everything in between. This is Talking Tax with Aiden Moran. Now here's your host, Aiden. Hello and welcome to another podcast. It's it's Aiden here from taxexams.ie. We have lots of courses coming up in terms of tax and accounting over the next couple of weeks. So please check out my website at taxexams.ie and do get in touch. Get in touch if you have any queries in relation to any undergrad courses, postgrad courses, professional courses, anything in the area of tax or accounting. If you need to know, we have the answers. So Today, I want to talk about something, it's a little bit depressing, um, the area of termination payments. And I'm sorry to bring people down, but we've, we've all seen the media reports, especially in the tech sector. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we can kind of clarify some myths and to make sure that people in these situations are well-informed. There, this area is also regularly asked in the chartered exams or in the ACCA or undergrad exams. What happens in reality feeds into exam questions, but probably maybe a year or two later. So if I'm in 20 to start, you know, let's say we're in 2023. If I go back two years ago, what was happening? Well, we had the start of a, of a pandemic with businesses closing, with termination payments being made. So just be mindful of that. So termination payments, they're, they're taxed under Schedule E, like your employment income, um, your benefit in kind, your bonuses. So you have an employee and employer relationship. Um, but certain amounts of these can be paid tax-free. Um, the amount that we can get tax-free or is calculated tax-free is based on three different formulas. And it is up to the taxpayer to choose whichever amount they want. And I wouldn't imagine that somebody would choose a lower amount to get tax-free. So for example, if the three formulas came out as 5, 10, and 15, which amount would you like to get tax-free? Obviously 15. So you, you, you would usually claim the higher amount. And the three formulas that we're going to consider in a few moments are number one, the basic exemption. Number two, it's referred to as the increase basic. And number three is the SCSB or the standard capital superannuation benefit. One point that I should probably make clear from the outset is that termination payments will apply to if you're terminating an employment. So, Yes, it applies to redundancies, but it might also apply to a retirement or if you have an employee simply leaving the employment. So there's a misconception in my view that, so, that some people think that termination payments only apply to in, in redundancy situations. Incorrect. They apply, they apply when, an employer, when, when an employee 
leaves and unemployment. There are some payments that are always exempt from tax, which is mainly statutory redundancy. And so this means that an employee will not pay any tax, PAYE, PRSI, or USC, the universal social charge, on the statutory element of, of the redundancy payment. And I think that these are calculated, I think it's is a two weeks pay per year of service, um, capped at 600 euro per week. And I think you get one additional week uncapped. Don't quote me on that, but I, I believe that's the rule. So let's get into the calculation. So the first formula that we're going to consider is the basic exemption. And that's calculated. I'll give you the formula. It's 10,160. So 10,160. Multiply that by N. What are you saying, Aiden? What is N? Well, N is the number of complete years of service. What does the word complete years of service mean? It means what it says on the tin. It means complete years of service. So, for example, if Paul was employed, let's say, for 10 years and two months, then N would be 10, the number of complete years. That would mean that Paul would have a basic exemption of 101,600. So 10,160 multiplied by 10, the number of complete years of service. That's the basic exemption. The next one, the increased basic exemption. That's a formula, and it's simply the basic exemption we just calculated, and you add on 10,000. You add on 10,000 minus the present value of a future pension lump sum. So, for example, the well, what is the present value? Well, the present value is an, actu is an actuarial calculation performed to take into account the time value of money in that a euro now is not worth, you know, might, might be worth le less than a euro in the future. Um, so you would have an actually calculate the value of your, of your pension lump sum in today's money of what you will be entitled to in the future. So for, let, let's, let's take an example. Let's say our friend Paul. Um, he had a basic exemption of, let's say, 100 grand, just over 100 grand, 101, 600. And let's say he was, he was entitled to a, the present value of his pension lump sum was 4,000. This would mean that we could increase the basic exemption by six. So the basic exemption was, let's say, 100 grand. And the increased basic exemption is 10 thousand minus the present value of the lump sum the present value of the lump sum is four so ten minus four gives you six thousand so we will increase the hundred grand by an, an additional six so the increase basic will now be 106 we should note that that this um that the increase basic it can't go nil so if the if your present value of your lump sum was over 10,000, then it's simply ignored. So really what we're saying, to summarize this, the, the, base, the increased basic, is the basic plus 10,000 minus the value of your pension. 
If the value of your pension is more than 10,000, you, you, you know, you simply ignore the increased basic. If the value of your pension is less than 10 grand, well, the difference between the 10 and your pension is going to be added to your basic to give you the increased basic. We should note that this is only claimable or able to be claimed once every 10 years. So it's not that you can be made have have multiple termination payments or um, so just be mindful of that. The final formula. And I'm going to put these notes up on my website. Um, the final formula is the SCSB. And what that is, it's, it's, another, it's another formula, and I know it's difficult. That's why I'm going to show you visually. It's A multiplied by B, all over 15, minus C. A is the average salary over the last 36 months. And you'll note very, very clearly here that I did not, I did not say three years. I said the last 36 months. That is not the same as the last three years. Because if I say the last three years, you might say 23, 22, 21. But it's, it, you, you take it on a monthly basis. You need to break it down into the associated ca um, calendar months as opposed to an annual basis. B is the number of complete years of service. And C is the present value of the future pension lump sum entitlement. So we worked that out, A by B by over 15 minus C. And whichever of the three numbers, the, the basic, the increased, and, or the SCSP, whichever of them three give the higher amount, then that's the amount that we're going to take as being tax-free. There are a few other points. And one was that if the employee was to receive any gifts, say a company car, well then he or she will be taxed on the market value of that company car at the date of transfer. So it will be treated as a taxable, taxable emolument. I know when we're looking at BIK that we would have done, we would have looked at the OMV, the original market value, but not for termination payments. It's going to be based on the market value. Another another question arises around the tax treatment of pay in lieu of notice. And what is pay in lieu of notice? Well, it's kind of referred to as gardener's leave. It's where your employer pays you instead of you working at your notice period. He pays you to leave that minute. So you're effectively removed from the organization on that day, which would have happened with a lot of the tech companies in 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 the in the recent past. And the question is, is, is that pay, the pay in lieu of notice or the gardener's leave element, is that, is that taxable? And the short answer is that it is, it's fully taxable. But if there is no provision in the employment contract for your employer to pay you that, then you can use the various exemptions, the basic, the increase in the SCSB, to, to mitigate the tax bill in the pay, in the, uh, of the pay in lieu of notice. So it can be, if there's no provision in your employment contract for your employer to pay you, then you can use it as part of your termination payment. 
If there is a if there is a provision in your employment contract, if your employment contract that you sign with your employer says that they reserve the right to pay pay in lieu of notice, then it is fully taxable. Full stop. And it can you know, and no relief or exemption can be used to mitigate the tax liability on such a payment. Final point. There's also uh, to be mindful that there's a retraining. Um, you could, they, your employer can pay for retraining. It's an exemption for those employees who are made redundant. Redundant. Um, there's a maximum value. I think it's five thousand euro um, in the circumstances where the employer funds the payment of a relevant training course. And there'll be details around what is a relevant training course and so on. Um, there are a lot of little conditions. Um, such as the employee having two years service. And I think the course needs to be completed within six months. So, there's, so there are some little extra, extra, extra rules or requirements. So really what we've looked at is we've looked at the basic, the increase basic, the SCSB, and whatever that the, the, them amounts give me, that I will take it off my, it's a tax-free element of my lump sum. So let's say if my ex gratia payment or my golden handshake amount was five hundred, you know, was five, you know, was fifty thousand, and if my basic exemption was thirty thousand, then I would only be taxed on twenty thousand. Um, remembering that your statutory redundancy is always exempt. Um, remembering that you can get retraining of up to, of up to five thousand on on a redundancy. Um, and remembering any 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 assets or gifts or even any loans written off they'll be fully taxable at the market value and also just remember the issue around the pay in lieu of notice that if it is if it's not in your employment contract then you can use these exemptions against it if it is if there is a condition stated in your your employment contract then unfortunately it is fully taxable and there's no reliefs or or, or exemptions available against it so I do hope that you have found this episode useful and I would ask that if you've any questions at all, just to let me know, contact me, info at taxexams.ie. Thank you for your time. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you soon. You've been listening to Talking Tax with Aidan Moran. Aiden is a fully qualified chartered accountant, a chartered tax advisor. He's a full-time tax and accounting lecturer and has over 15 years working in the area. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us at taxexams.ie. For questions and comments, send an email to info at taxexams.ie and join our Facebook group at Tax Accounting Training. See you next time.